like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We've got some great wonders and magic and drinking deeply from the well for today's Song of the Soul. Marka Cassidy is the beautiful mix of wondrous musical talent with a wide-ranging and heart-opening spirit that gifts the listener with songs of eye-opening life transformation. Starting from her upbringing as part of the Osage Nation and Reservation, then adding to her spiritual quiver by studying with a wide assortment of teachers and shamans across a few continents, Marka has become a healed, wounded healer. So let's simply go to the phones now to speak with Marka Cassidy. Marka, I'm really excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me to talk about soul songs. Yes, soul songs. You seem to be a woman of depth. Everything that I've heard on this album just grabs my heart. So I'm I'm so excited to have you here, Marka. Tell me about your progress. You've had four CDs, right? Yeah, well, you know, I started writing not until I was, like, in my 30s. When I was in my 20s, I was living in Oklahoma and come out of playing. Uh, I tried to be a piano major at an, at an ag school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend that to too many people, you know. <laughs> but, you know, that just kind of sets up the story for where I come from. You know, I come from really strong, beautiful, blue-collar folks, cowboys, train. My father was a Santa Fe train conductor, freight train man. And, you know, the work ethic is very strong. And I'm also from the reservation. I grew up on the Osage Reservation. And being an artist there, you know, it was an interesting place to be born into as as an artist, you know. And I tried, was always expressing musically. But it led to some challenge, which was good for material for that first album. By the time I hit 30, I was playing some pretty kind of heavy rock and roll, heartbreak kind of stuff and trying to figure out who I was in that place, uh, as we all do, as we come through at that time of our lives. But, uh, yeah, the first album was a lot of fun to make. I made it with Will Massasak, and I had some fair success there and was playing for a lot of people. And then at a certain point, I was like, heartbreak, rock and roll is not really the message I want to put out. I think I was really growing spiritually, and I'm always interested in kind of the psycho-spiritual side of people and how they overcome difficulty and, you know, what we do when we go through really hard times and how we come up through that and out of it. So I started paying attention more to that stuff, and that led to Deeper, which I was studying nonviolent communication. Oh, really? You study NVC, do you? Good. Oh, very much. Yes. 
well, you know, somebody handed me a book, a dear sweetheart lover of mine handed me a book that said nonviolent communication, said, I think you, I think you need to read this book, and I, I threw it over my shoulder, and it's like, <laughs> I don't want your freaking book, what do you know, <laughs> I was so offended. <laughs> no idea what it was. Right, yeah, I just knew that, you know, nonviolent communication, you think I need that, you know, how, how offensive, you know, and I, but I came around to it, and steeped in the study of that, and was doing these crazy uh, week-long workshops out in the Redwoods with some great teachers in the Bay Area, where they, they started calling me a depth junkie, they're like, you, you like to go deep, Marka, you're a junkie. <laughs> <laughs> Thus came the album Deeper. <laughs> and that's when I started really touching on more of the message, more of the, in the midst of some heartbreak, some resilience and those kinds of things. Produced that album with Woody Simmons. And we had Julie Wolf come in and play on that album, which is when I really deepened things with her and got to know Julie Wolf's talent, who you know, is part of the Indigo Girls, Ani DeFranco. And she came in in like an hour, laid down accordion and keyboard and piano and just blew my mind. I mean, just such a talent. And that's when I knew that the next album, which we just made this past year, Function the Well, which went even deeper into that place of soul and heart and compassion and resilience. Julie and I just kind of landed together at the same time going, hey, are you in town? Are you in town? And came into Fantasy Studios in Berkeley and made Function the Well. So that's been the progression of the music. I know that whenever I walk in a place of alignment, you know, with the way that I touch in with my creator source, which I get really inspired a lot from my native heritage. I grew up on the reservation in Oklahoma. I'm Osage. I'm also Ka and Cherokee and a few other tribes. I'm exploring Saponi. I have Saponi heritage from out here in the North Carolina area, and I'm exploring that. But I grew up on the Osage Nation with Osage people. My great-grandmother, they're all around me. And whenever I get really connected in with that and I come and dance with my tribe and put my songs out to the tribe this year, I'm so proud of my tribe because they're giving grants to artists. And I sent them some songs and said, I, want, I would like to make an album. And they said, yes, we love these songs. And they funded half of my album, Songs from the Well. There's a little heartbreak throughout the album, but it's not focused there. It's more focused in if you're in the darkness and you're struggling, what's going to bring you into the light? What's going to bring you back to yourself? And that journey, which I'm fascinated with, I'm an emergency room nurse for many years, and I'm, I've studied some psychology. I have a master's degree in psychology and counseling, and I work specifically with trauma because I'm so amazed. You know, people are like, oh, that's heavy. You work in crisis, you work in trauma, and it's like, no, actually, it's, it's really inspiring because I've met so many people who I can see the human ability to overcome great challenge, you know, the worst of the worst, and how they do that on a creative level. And so I look at all that, and then I sit in my kitchen and sing about it, you know. <laughs> well, give us an example. What do you sing? Well, Bells is a song that... I would think, you know, would represent the overcoming of hardship by people in my tribe. Went through a period called the Reign of Terror, the Osage, back in the 20s. What happened is they were, you know, their reservation was on, happened to be on oil land. So they struck oil there and a lot of money came in to the tribe, but it also caused a lot of challenge because every outlaw in the nation heard about it and moved out there to Oklahoma, you know, to like take advantage of that situation. 
And over 100 Osage people were killed during that time. You know, they'd say that they're poisoning themselves with alcohol when actually they were being shot, you know, and the local law enforcement was, like, in this conspiracy with the outlaws to, like, just take advantage of Native people, which has been happening here for a long time, you know. So the FBI finally came in and investigated. The tribe had to hire them to come in. But anyway, it was just called this reign of terror. It was so incredibly scary for the people there because it was only two or 3,000 of them, so losing over 100 of them, that's a large percentage of your tribe that's dying. And so the reign of terror is the historical thing that my tribe lived through, but they're still there, they're resilient, they're amazing people, they're, they have humor that you cannot believe, <laughs> and they're strong in their business, and to the point where they're able to give out artist grants to their artists. They have a language department that is thriving, and they're teaching the language to their young, the young people are learning it. They think that's really important. I, you know, I love that about my tribe. So that's one example. And Bells is a song in honor of our singers and our dancers and the overcoming of the reign of terror.
That incredible song is Bells, and it's by Marka Cassidy here today for Song of the Soul. She's from the Osage Nation in Oklahoma. One of the many things that I love in your music, Marka, is the way that I think you're drawing on Native traditions. It doesn't sound like most Native American music that I've heard. But like in that song, the way, oh, 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 you know, the vocables that are used with a lot of Native music, you've kind of got it in there. Do you ever do traditional Native music? I don't. Yeah, one thing about being born on the, out there in, on the reservation in Oklahoma is that for whatever reason, who I am as a person and who I am as a musician, you know, sent me around the world. I didn't feel like I fit where I was born, and because of that, it sent me traveling. You know, it was hard. That was a very hard thing to over, you know, I've been through a lot with my people, and, you know, you can call me black sheep, I guess, you know, <laughs> and, and so, but I've come full circle, which is amazing, because I've studied with traditional people from all around the world, and India and Nepal and Brazil, particularly Ecuador, and have come full circle back into my tribe, which I feel like the people as well as myself have really evolved into being more open-minded to art and to alternative lifestyle and kind of open-minded lifestyle as a culture as, you know, I'm two-spirit, I'm gay, and whatever word you want to call for me, you know, and traditional tribal people from around the world, the two-spirit people, the word gay doesn't really fit it, but I like two-spirit because it's like this, this place held in many tribes for these people that don't quite fit either gender, and they are the ceremonial people. They're often the shaman people, the counselors, the healers, and we lost a lot of that as Christianity hit, you know, all these native tribes. We lost a lot, but that was including kind of the celebration of two-spirit people. So that catapulted me around the world where I learned how to be a really strong two-spirit person from other traditions. And now I've brought that home as my being empowered in myself, and that's been wonderful. As my tribe asked me to come and sing bells at the inauguration of the new chief this year, and for me as a two-spirit person, that was that's an evolution there. You know, people are very open and supportive and wonderful. So the nuances that come into the music, the native, I call it native nuances, is paying homage to traditional music. I love traditional music, and I, our dancers and singers are so powerful. Every year we have, we have a ceremony that I come dance in, and that music and that drum heal my heart and help my heart. So in my music, I'm just paying homage, bringing in the nuances. Well, you do it amazingly. Give us another example. Uh, I would say Raven. Raven is a song that I wrote in Bay Area from influence of Starhawk, who's an earth-based spiritualist, teacher, author in the San Francisco Bay Area. The raven animal, the raven totem, is also, it goes along with the two-spirit people. It's the animal that carries us between the two worlds, the spirit world and the earth world, and that song of invoking earth, air, fire, water, you know, that's where we come to that, that everyone is indigenous. You know, it's important to honor our native people of this, of Turtle Island, of this, of this land mass. But everybody has indigenous roots, you know, all the way back to being Earth-based spiritualists when we didn't have electricity, <laughs> we had lightning, you know. So I love how Starhawk, you know, and other Earth-based spiritualist people, you know, are really rooted in that. And so I was paying homage to that tradition, you know, those people that I met in California. But I, of course, felt my own Osage roots. So we captured that, I think, in Raven, in her instrumental in the middle section. I really like it. With some of my whale singing as well, some of the local bowls, you know, I bring in. 
And you get in there the four elements, you know, earth, water, air, fire. But since you have this collaboration in, along the way with Starhawk, what about the fifth sacred element? What about that one? <laughs> yeah, the ether, the spirit world. You know, that one's about self-love and when you're being persecuted or hurt. And in this case, in the song, when you're being burned at the stake, what do you do? <laughs> you know, it's like a little manual for breathe in the air, invoke the water, honor the earth, and burn in the fire. And it won't hurt that bad. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is that then you'll enter the spirit world. You're, you'll enter into the ether, you know. So we have Raven by Marka Cassidy. I am craving flying with Raven Cause she takes me between the two worlds She's got magic in her dark wings In her heart lies the blue pearl I am hungry, I've got some honey And it feels good in my mouth Mama needs some loving I breathe in the air I invoke the water I honor the 
Song of the Soul guests is Marka Cassidy. That was her song Raven from her newest release, which is Songs from the Well. And wow, what a deep and rich well this is that you draw from, Marka. You are listening to Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production, around the web at northernspiritradio.org. And on that site, you'll find more than nine years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find links and further information connecting you to our guests. You'll find a place to leave comments. And we love two-way communication. Please help this communication be full and complete the circle by posting your comments when you visit when you visit there's also a donate button that is how we fund this full-time year-round work so click donate when you come but even more important than that remember to support your local community radio stations the kind of stations that carry these programs your local community radio station brings you a slice of music and of news that you get nowhere else on the american radio dial and they need the help of your hands and your wallet to keep them going Again, we're speaking today with Mark Cassidy. You can find her at markacassidy.com. Marka is M-A-R-C-A. Cassidy is C-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. And, of course, there's always a link from NorthernSpiritRadio.org. We just heard Raven. And as Marka said, about self-love and overcoming adversity, calling in the elements could you give me a little bit more idea, Marka, about your background? Were you raised in a religious tradition? What was your background? Well, as far as spirituality, yeah, I wasn't raised in the traditional ways of the Osage. I lived on the reservation, and my Osage family were very involved in the business of the tribe. There always had been like tribal council members, and the eventually we had a congress. So my grandfather, Mark, who I'm named for, Mark Freeman, he was a tribal council member and an Osage congressman. So being of French Osage heritage, my grandfather would always tell you, well, you know, we weren't so much in the traditional ways because the French Osage were very much their own tribe. They didn't quite fit with the whites. They didn't quite fit with the Indians. They spoke a, probably a pigeon, you would call it, or a combination of French and Osage. So I grew up in the Bible Belt, you know, and my mother was Episcopalian. I'm very happy about that because in the Bible Belt, if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna have a parent who's going to church, the Episcopal Church is a, is a good one. As far as I, you know, from that church, I got a lot of messages of self-love and kind of a more gentle path. But my favorite part about Episcopal Church, though, is that every year they do the Epiphany pageant. And I would get to dress up, and I was always a shepherd because I could take a cork and burn it and put a beard on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Being the little black sheep, two-spirit, you know, gay kid. (laughs) (laughs) I was gender-bending back then, like, yeah, I want to be a shepherd, you know, every year. (laughs) And, you know, just my tomboy self. I got called a tomboy a lot, you know. Now, on the other side of it, my grandmother was Church of Christ, and my cousins were Baptists and born again, and they took all that stuff very seriously, you know, about going to hell. Like, I got a big dose of fear around hell and living a certain way and this kind of thing, this heteronormative, pretty straightforward kind of way of being. And it was, you know, 
went out to this football field when I was seven. My little friend had a birthday party, and my mom said, yeah, you can go to this birthday party. And we ended up at the, at the high school football field where my little friend who was turning seven and all of us went down to the stage and got saved. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, then I had this guy take me backstage and kind of infuse me with a lot of talk about fear-based hell and damnation. And when I came home that night, my mother was like, how was the party? And I was like, I got saved. And she's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Thus, my spiritual confusion began. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of Protestants and Catholics, you know, like, for some reason, they've been, they've been doing this thing around the world for a long time, you know, and so... I kind of came up out of that, and I would say the first place that I really steeped in spirituality was when I was doing 12-step work, when I was doing some recovery for myself around some self-destructive behaviors, you know, I was taking part in in my 20s and coming through a lot of family trauma and the trauma of being born a two-spirit person in the Bible Belt and that kind of stuff, and wasn't so sure I wanted to be on the earth or not and had a very powerful experience with lightning, was struck by lightning late at night at a house I shouldn't have been at, doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing. I was out in a rainstorm, high, (laughs) (laughs) and lost. I'd lost my way, and lightning struck the house, which I was leaning against, and knocked me into the middle of this puddle and this lawn, and I looked up, and there was this Oklahoma lightning-filled night sky and creator gave me a message of, you are done with all these ways. You are here and you're fine and you're going to live your life. And so that was one of the first truly spiritual moments, of personal spiritual moments of my life. I was about 21 years old. And then started learning about higher power, started studying things like A Course in Miracles and Marianne Williamson and Affirmative Prayer, Religious Science, and started meditating in Buddhist tradition, meditating in the Vedantic tradition, Hinduism, ended up in Nepal and in India and all around the world, Ecuador and Brazil. I haven't been to Ecuador, but Ecuadorian shamans in the United States and finding spirit and consciousness in and through and as all things and the mystics of each tradition, you know, and studying that. So that's been the evolution for me, which has been so great. I'm so blessed to have come from the Bible Belt and been struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> struck by lightning. Did you suffer medical? I mean... No, you know, my, one of my best friends is a neurosurgeon. He said, you probably were so high <laughs> on speed that it kept your heart going, you know? Like, he was like, actually, you know, he was like, it's really miraculous, you know, when you think about it. Yeah, it was creator. It was not... It was a lightning strike that came purely from Creator in a place of saying, you're nearly dead. This is it. I'm here to wake you up. You want to be here. Trust me. You want to be here expressing your beautiful self in this world. I think thus, you know, it's entered into my writing. So my writing, which is about resilience and people overcoming hardship, is a lot about myself and my own journey. A wounded healer. I like to call myself a healed wounded healer. (laughs) Well, it definitely comes through the music. I think we want to listen to another one right away. Great. I would say Root Yourself, Root is the name of it on the album, is about, yeah, again, adversity and especially for women and how to find that self-love and resilience and by working with that earth element and gardening and being in the earth, you know, and also being Native American church. There's a reference there to Native American church being in the fire, honoring the ancestors, beating the drum, and finding the answers in the rising of the sun. A beautiful song, Root. 
Marka Cassidy is the incredible artist we have here today with us for Song of the Soul. That was her song, Root, and you can find her at her website, markacassidy.com. If you have trouble spelling, as I do, come via northernspiritradio.org, and you'll find a couple different links to Marka and Marka's music. She does incredible stuff, as you can tell right there, and lifts up spirit. The comment that I've heard about your type of music, Marka, is that you do acoustic soul spirit songs, and that label fits so well, and I'm so thankful that you do it, that the lightning strike or whatever got you to this point. Me too, but I have to say, you know, uh, this album, Julie Wolf, is another, she's been a spirit being just incredible, this woman her talent and vision and I brought my guitar and my songs into her and said to her I I really there's a certain vision in a certain way I don't know if I want you to produce this I know I want you to play on it because I love your talent and she looked in my eyes and said oh no you want me to produce this you want me to steward this you know shepherd this vision with you and I said okay prove it (laughs) and she did it sounds like maybe I should be talking to Julie Wolf I've not had her on the program maybe you can connect us up a little bit later Absolutely. Um, just a great talent. And this woman has been on the road for 20 years with amazing artists. Indigo Girls, Ani DeFranco are the ones. You know, she produced Carly Simon a couple of years ago, on a, I think on a holiday song. And, and she's on fire with production. She's just incredible, you know, taking her 20 years of hard work on the road and bringing it back and helping independent women particularly bring their vision into being. And so I'm one of the lucky ones. And this song, Free... We created together. I love the Indigo Girls. Huge influence in my life, really from 86 on. I've just been a huge fan. So Julie has played a lot with them. I've seen them in concert a lot with Julie and Toe. And so this song, Free, I told Julie I want to do something kind of like that Indigo Girl feeling where they have, um, they don't just harmonize. They do movement parts, parts that move together. And so we created the song, I already written the song Free, but Julie and I created the second part and she sings it. And it's two, I think sometimes I think three-part harmony. I wrote it when I was living on Maui for a little while. I had been in a car accident, a drunk driver had hit me in Oakland. I was pretty messed up. I had a concussion. And <laughs> it was a point in my life where I was praying about a lot of things that weren't working out for me, like a relationship and a job and some stuff. And so suddenly an angel came along and just, ran into me in my car, and it all ended. <laughs> the oh bad relationship, <laughs> the bad job, the bad everything ended, and I was in this state of not being able to do much except strum guitar. And my friend took me out to Hawaii, out to Maui, especially Mama Maui, where I was with some of the locals there, and the song Free came from that place. Free by Marka Cassidy. In the midst of the commotion She takes me to the ocean Feeds me a magic potion Sings songs of devotion I'm dirty from the city 
Love, 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 love. And, and the song is free. And it is a lively, bouncy, lovely song. As I said, I haven't found a clunker in your collections yet. So. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my vision was, and I told Julie, was like, I don't care. Really, you know, the goal is that I enjoy every song myself, that I love this album myself, because then it will inspire me to carry it like I want to. You know, I want to jump the pond. I, I see myself. I want to be in, in Europe. I want to be bringing this, you know. I have Irish, Scottish, Irish, Scott, Scottish, Irish roots. I really want to go over there and carry these songs. And I have to love it to do that. And so she helped me do that. And I don't think there's a clunker either. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so many people assume that something bad is bad. Right. And there's always this door into something good. Always. The Course in Miracles says, you know, you have to have a disaster in order to have a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so yay, disasters. <laughs> it's always there, the answers. The song Hallelujah is about that very much. I was at a pretty dark place when that song came. I was, I'm remembering now being pretty much on the floor, face-planted losing it you know like my life I was on the song came from Maui as well I had really been hurt in the car crash I had whiplash concussion I was dealing with a lot of pain in my back I was a registered nurse and I was working about 50 hours a week and had no health insurance you know welcome to America at the time <laughs> <laughs> as much as people want to slam universal health care I'm an example of somebody who really got hurt by the fact that I was working that much and was not being cared for in the way that I should have been. And so I was actually working with a lot of health issues from that and was not getting proper care. So that led to a lot of struggle for me at the time on Maui, which was beautiful because it brought me to this place of the face plant where often when I'm at that place, the question for me is, okay, what's the truth? What do my teachers tell me? Thich Nhat Hanh, Swami Chindila Sananda, Amachi, Dalai Lama, the Ecuadorian shamans, the Yoruba teachers who sing praise to Oshun, the river in Yemeja, the ocean, and my own traditional singers back home in Native American church. You know, what is it that you know? That's why I hang out with all those people for when I'm face planted. <laughs> that they're in me and I can resource them. And especially Marianne Williamson and A Course in Miracles came through with that song in Hallelujah where the healing lies within the wound. So turn within. So in Hallelujah, I was surprised that the word Hallelujah erupted from my mouth whenever it did in the song because it starts with, within the dying, within the drowning is life. And within the drowning, I'm going to learn how to breathe. Within the dying, I'm going to really deeply choose life. 
And from that place, the faith plant and sitting up and saying, okay, I'm choosing life, came Hallelujah. So I have a song now on Hallelujah. And we also brought Native nuances into this song. And I love it. This is one of my favorites. It's the first track off Songs from the Well. What appears as a betrayal Is truly a guiding light Veiled within the darkness An invitation to the fire Drowning in the drowning I learn to breathe with all my might I think translates into English as yay God. <laughs> yay God! Fist bump! Fist bump with God! Fist bump creator! I do that quite a lot. My sweethearts here in, in Durham fist bump a lot of things. <laughs> so, like, I'm fist bumping with God today. <laughs> what a beautiful song. And, you know, from the first words, what appears as a betrayal is truly a guiding light. There's magic there. 
I've been through that myself several times that in fact often it takes some kind of deep tragedy to break my heart open so that the light can get in that somehow things are transmuted when that openness happens wow and you put it into some music so well and I like your phrase, face-planted. Other people might say being brought to your knees, yeah. but face-planted is the same thing. Is this a frequent experience for you? or You know, the thing about it is that I try to get down there consciously <laughs> on a regular basis so that I'm not so much like knocked down there. <laughs> As I'm getting older, you know, I'm learning like, okay, you know, the face-plant, there's nothing to be afraid of, you know, and Grief work, grieving, I'm a big fan. In the song Root, I talk about crying, cry, 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 cry some more. And that's an answer to, that song is a little bit influenced by Bob Marley, who I love so much, you know, and his song is No Woman, No Cry. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool sometimes to not cry, but crying is also okay, grieving, because grieving is a place of where we're praising life, as far as I'm concerned. Those tears are tears of praise of having lost what it is that is, you know, that we've loved or that has moved us. And so it's very necessary as well when we're praising, tears come. And I think that, you know, this is Martine Prechtel talks about when you when you have tears of praise that you're grieving actually because you know it's all going to change. <laughs> so, so grief and praise are all the same thing to me. So I might get a little unexpected face plant, but I know what to do with it now, which is to know the truth that the guiding light is there within the pain and so working with that really important and it's really important to get one more song in how can we finish your song with the soul marker well the song mother is another place of calling in the universal mother which is always there for us to call upon this place of being nurtured and cradled and loved and held and also protected mother started as a song for women particularly mothers who are struggling with addiction and historical trauma. I think a lot of Native women, whenever I think of this song, and how Native women are having to break historical trauma patterns and patterns handed down through long history of, of genocide, you know, and decimation, and how that shows up in families and that how I've seen so many women hold the course through 12-step recovery or therapy or whatever they're doing in traditional ways, becoming dancers, dressing, you know, learning songs, learning language, because often their house is just falling apart. In the song, it's like the water is coming in through the roof, and I must sit here in the ruins and pray. To do this also is, we I call in universal mother, so there's a kind of a chanting piece around that, of calling in mother, universal mother for the earthbound human mothers. And also there's a line in there that it's never too late for mama to come home. And I've seen that with so many children who've been through hardship with their mothers being lost and drugs and alcohol. But those children are always so happy. I was singing that song at a Native gathering, and there's a four-year-old girl running around, you know, amongst the people. And when I sang, it's never too late for mama to come home, she turned around and smiled, the biggest beaming smile at me, something about that her mama really landed in her. And so I love the song Mother for that. And it's for... It's for fathers as well. It's a, it's a universal, you know, the feminine and the masculine is universal within all of us. We can always have our own mama self come home to ourselves and our, and our loved ones. What a great way to end your song of the soul. 
I really love your music so much, Mark. Uh, I'm looking forward to more. I love the wells that you're drawing from and that you're spreading that water around. So I look very much forward to hearing from you in the future. Again, our guest has been Mark Cassidy. Website, markcassidy.com. Follow the link from nordenspiritradio.org. Thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. What you do is very important. Thank you. Thank you. And the song is Mother by Mark Cassidy. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. I must stop. I must stop. I must gracefully, lovingly stop. I've got to go. I've got to go. I must stay there, I must pray there, while the water comes in through the roof, in this house of rapid and ruin, it's time for a little home improvement,
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy So